Hey everybody, welcome back to the, uh, I was going to say Awkward Mom Podcast, Curiosity Prism. Um, hope you're well. I'm like hopping on and I just published my last episode today, so I'm kicking off the new episode today. Uh, there is no time like the present, so might as well get moving. And while I'm thinking about stuff, that's when I usually like to start up the app. I'm on my way driving to a friend's house I haven't seen in a long time. And uh, it's kind of a drive, so I have a way, a while to drive and think about what I want to talk about. And so I'm going to start off this episode by talking about the listener question that I was given just recently about how I got into self-help books and um, how I got what I what I why I liked the Four Agreements, what I learned about it. There's a whole bunch of stuff to unpack about the self-help genre because unfortunately there is a side to it that is gimmicky and toxic and that's coming out more and more now Um, and it's upsetting because it really is um, inspiring and it's been inspiring to me and it's really lifted me out of some really really hard times mentally. So I'm going to explain all that and we'll talk about more next on Curiosity Prism. So I'm finally on my way home. It's midnight and I left work around 1130. And I stopped at Walgreens and I actually saw a mom from the girls' old elementary school and which was nice because I haven't seen her in a long time and it's just it seems like so long ago like that chapter of our lives was so long ago and now you know even though I'm doing the homeschooling it's like you know that that elementary school chapter has been so long but I just was like walking out of Walgreens. I was thinking like, it's just so weird that you think things are one way and they turn out not to be that way. Like a lot of times I feel like I could catastrophize. Just, you know, you ever like just make up like scenarios in your head and they're just like, the worst and like pessimistic and like like I'll be like oh you know like these people are leaving me out they're probably all having a good time without me or they all are closer to each other than me and that's just an example but that but with also with other like with other scenarios but it's funny because it's just sometimes you get confirmation that that's not even what's happening and like life isn't as convoluted as we make it out to be like it's not that deep and even if it was like even if that was the case like 
what can you really do about it and who cares you know like so I don't know I'm really tired I'm ready for bed Oh, so I we're, I remember now because I actually recorded this the intro. I don't know if it'll say or you'll can tell. I don't remember. I recorded the intro last Friday. I'm pretty sure. So now it's almost Friday again, and I'm recording the first segment. So it should be interesting to see how it ends up stitching together. But I've stepped into. A, my managerial role at work, which is pretty badass. Um, I'm taking calls and, for the salon and kind of keeping the salon running while my boss is out of town for two weeks. So it's pretty sweet. Um, it feels good that somebody trusts me to do that. So that's great. And it is just an insight into what I can do, if that makes sense. Like, I've never really had a secretarial role before or an assistant, a personal assistant role. I think I would like being a personal assistant. Um, I ha But I'm also like thinking more now because I had some really awesome, badass black women in the salon today. I mean, it's so awesome working where I do because if, when I can meet some, everybody's really cool, but when I can meet some really awesome black women that have really awesome careers like my client was a a vaginal reconstructive surgeon I mean talk about saving the day she was just like women are so depressed when they have like and she was just listing off some horrific like like scenarios like prolapses anal prolapses, vaginal prolapses, like, she's like whole or vagina is turned inside out. I'm like, oh my god. Like, I never really thought about that. So that's kind of really gross and sad because that's a horrific thing. And I was just like, you know what, obviously, being a woman, like, the vagina is like, you know, so like, when you don't feel like a woman, that's really really hard to like live your day-to-day -day life when you know you know I, I, it's been a weird day like just because also like I had a client my first client she has been diagnosed with cancer so I had to chop a lot of her hair off it looked cool I gave her a funky little pixie because she's like I'm pretty much gonna lose it so just cut it all off I'm like okay so that's another thing. Like she had an an estrogen, a form of a hormonal form of cancer, which is insane because I mean, it's your hormones. If you're excreting something, how can you stop that? You can't. Like your body's basically delivering cancer cells to your body. But um I don't know. That's weird. But before I get all ADHD so, in addition to having my vaginal reconstructive surgeon in my chair, there was in my coworker's chair, my coworker was doing box braids on this young, well, I would say 
she's in college. So she's going, she wants to be an administ hospital administrator and her dad is like an engineer so she wants to be a biochemical engineer like what like this and she's so you can just tell she's a freaking genius like she's super super smart brilliant and I'm so excited because she's she is here oh my god I'm so excited because she's all like you know we need affordable health care and we need to do this and I'm gonna do it and my surgeon's like well I retire in a 50 in 15 years which is crazy because she'll be 59 and be able to retire so that's insane but she's like yeah I'm gonna retire so give me 15 years before you mess with that and, and she's like all right bet I'm gonna do it 15 years I got it and so she's gonna change the world in like 15 years she's gonna change the medical industry and she wants she's like promoting the Affordable Care Act and health care I'm like hell yeah dude like thank you for being the generation that's that's still like hopeful at least you you know like I feel like our generation I feel like we have the hope we see where we need to go we you know we see what we need to do but I feel like at this point of our lives we're like all right guys like the generation behind us like this is what we've laid out so far so you guys go ahead and implement that not to say that people in our generation haven't done made great strides not saying that at all but I think generations behind us they're gonna come in with that energy and I do believe we're gonna see Affordable Care Act affordable health care we will get there we never thought listen we never thought we would see marijuana legalized and here we are I knew we were gonna see it why because it makes too much money there's no way that people are gonna turn it down we just had to make I think it just made a shift in how much money you could make by criminalizing people versus how much money you can the, the businesses corporations can make selling it so I think it's now outweighing uh, that fact, especially when people are getting woke to the fact about um, incarceration rates over petty crimes like smoking pot. Now that people are not are getting wise to how much bullshit that is, now it's harder to keep those people in jail. Um, so I was gonna. I'm already home. I don't have any. I hope I have the same amount of energy to record tomorrow. Oh shit, but um, I don't know. Hopefully, I so I'm doing my managerial role, making calls, returning calls, setting up appointments, and that's taking up a lot of my day, which is okay. I gotta develop a system with how I return calls because I am obviously teaching the girls, so I've gotta set it up to where I can. I don't know. Where I can have a set time to do callbacks so I can not, because I got to keep these kids on task. And so that is going to be my challenge for this week, figuring this out. So, nighty night, everybody. Sweet dreams. I'm going in. I'm too tired to even put my shoes on. So I'm going to walk barefoot in the house and go to bed. I love you all. Sweet dreams. So I'm on my way to the gym. Excited to start working out again. Um, 
I'm scared, but I'm excited as well because um, I think a lot of the times that I don't work out, like keep going, it's because I like dread how much it's gonna suck because I haven't been in a while, so it keeps me from going, but that's only making it worse. And I really just want to always have being active, being a part of my life. We've talked about this, but I'm on my way. So hooray, I had to get my Apple watch so I can record my workout. And I have that 5K coming up in November, so I need to get on my shit now because I don't want to wait till, I mean, I could start in October to train, but I, the sooner the better. So like if I can just get in the habit of running now, or jogging, I should say, then I can try it. It's untimed, so maybe I'll just time myself and go from there. But that'll be exciting. Um, yeah, so I just, yesterday, I, this week's been a little weird, so I'm posting this, I, hopefully today's Sunday, I think I am, but, um, I went with my friend, beautiful friend Jackie to Chicago, uh, at the Park West to see, uh, the fear experiment put on by Mac and Cheese Productions, which is pretty cool, um, I don't know the whole story. I kind of got to do more research about it, but um, it's put on Mac and Cheese Productions. is ran by this uh, awesome... Oh, they're throwing stuff away at Aldi, and it looked like something happened as he threw it into the dumpster. But he's okay. Um, this woman has put on... Uh, had a hard time, I guess, making adult friends and wanted to just have more relationships and connections. So she decided to start, you know, she wasn't a fan of her job. She actually got fired and she decided like, okay, well, I don't want to have a nine to five anymore. I want to start being able to work at home in my flip flops. And I'm paraphrasing. Um, Jackie did a good job of explaining it verbatim because she kind of explained the whole thing, but she started taking control of her life and like what she wanted out of it and that's what she did she created this huge couple of um, enterprises and like mac and cheese productions they put on the fear experiment so it is basically an adult talent show so people who are afraid or have always wanted to perform or do public speaking or speak uh uh be like Broadway artists and just didn't have the courage can now uh, try at the fear experiment. They prepare for like over a year because of COVID. So this was 2019 we got to see. And this is the last one. So they prepared for like two and a half years. And um, they finally put on the production yesterday and we got to see it and it was awesome. The public speakers the speakers were phenomenal. I mean, heart, like, touching stories from these women. Like, oh, the last one, her name was Hope. 
and uh, she really hit it out of the park. She was reading some, her truth, like her entire truth. Like I loved every bit of it to the point where it was like, you know, she had uh, breast cancer. And so she's like, yeah, you know, I, some of the truths about me, I, you know, after my lumpectomy, I wear the chicken cutlets in my left bra cup because my boobs aren't even. And, you know, just like listing all these things that people would deem as flaws. And even her, like, you know, I, I eat, um, my house is, and I was like, girl, she's like, you know, I'm not really tidy and I don't really care, but I'm, but the fact of other people seeing my house untidy is what terrifies me. And just like different, different things like that. And then she read the other half of her truth, which is like, you know, I ran into five plate glass with walls and because I can't see and I trip over nothing and my boobs are even though they're uneven they're still awesome I'm like hell yeah dude like and I couldn't help but think like she kind of like she's telling us all this because she's like cancer changes you you start not giving a shit about what other people think of you when you realize you are staring into the eyes of your own mortality She's like, I would never wish, um, I would never wish that on anybody. But un basically until she was faced with that, she, that's what allowed her to get out of worrying about what other people think of you and just live your authentic life. And I'm like thinking as she's reading it, like, oh, so inspiring. All of them were inspiring. The whole show was just like inspirational. But it's just like, yeah, dude, like, we shouldn't be waiting for something horrible to happen to us to find that, you know, love of ourselves and life and being true to who we are and not caring about what other people think. It's really hard because I think we're conditioned to worry about that, especially now with seeing people's picture-perfect lives on the internet, we think we have to be that way, and we don't. And it's like, I don't want something horrific to happen to me in order to be happy with where I am. I've been thinking about that a lot now, and just like, you know what, I'm, I'm okay just being nothing extraordinary. Like, not all these doing all these really cool things or having all these really nice things like it's actually comforting to just be normal or um ordinary or because honestly we are all different so we are all extraordinary but I suppose the way we are exposed to all of this stuff on the, the internet, we are deemed ordinary and unimpressive. But it's not true. Uh, there has just been... Uh, I, I allow my Quinn and Dylan have TikTok. Charlie wants it, but I will not let her have it yet. 
Um, but it has just come out that Instagram makes people, especially teen girls, really fucking unhappy. Um, as if we didn't know that. The cyborgs over at Facebook were like totally surprised and taken aback by this. Especially the CEO of Instagram. Even though prior to this new study coming out, he had said that Instagram makes people feel terrible, especially young teenage women. And, like, I think, I don't know what they're going to do to change it because, I mean, really, Instagram is just pictures and, and I will say, like, I feel like it's gotten worse because initially I loved Instagram. And it seems like it was different. Now it's it's just a bunch of people working for companies and trying to sell you shit. It's not about people's lives, actual lives anymore. And I think it's just about selling things and looking good to sell things. And uh, so I will not let my girls have Instagram at all. I don't. And, uh, you know, people demonize TikTok like, you know, there's stuff on there that kids shouldn't see. But there's stuff all over social media that kids shouldn't see. And the way that filters are set up, it's like either there's no, there's no, like, you can't really customize it. Either your kid has to be, you know... I don't know. There's some things I think Quinn is old enough to see, like PG-13 stuff. Stuff that is just like, not that it's horrible, not that it's horrible, but like if you put certain filters on, she can't see stuff that I deem age appropriate. But if you take it off, then she's exposed to things that are not her age, like appropriate like it's not age appropriate for her because it's opening up everything and there's no real way to kind of customize your parental controls YouTube does a pretty good job of that because the girls have Chromebook and Ren and Charlie have YouTube kids Dylan and Quinn are able to watch YouTube because I trust them not to go watching dumb shit all the time and honestly what they do watch is like anime gotcha and it's more and then another thing to say is like Dylan will be scrolling through TikTok and somebody will be like dropping the f-bomb like oh um, or like you know not age appropriate stuff but you know I used to be upset but then I'm like she didn't make that it's not her fault that she saw that it's the person who's putting it out there under the algorithm that kids should be able to see that because she only watches kid videos about slime, anime, gotcha, Roblox, but people will tag videos that aren't appropriate for kids under these things where kids can see them. And I'm not going to get mad at her. I'm starting to like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just like, skip it. You know what? Nope. Just move on. But I'm not getting mad that she's watching that. It's not her fault. It's these other people who are making stuff that shouldn't be making stuff for kids to fit in that algorithm.
or it's TikTok lumping these videos into an algorithm with kids. Um, just another thing is like it's hard because a lot of these popular songs, and this is something I don't, I can't control, is like a lot of these, like Lil Nas X, and which we, I like him, and the girls like him, and there's songs that I can listen to that don't have all the swear words, and it's on Spotify, so we can listen to that version. But if they're on social media or YouTube, they don't use that version. So they're hearing things they shouldn't hear. But for some reason, they're on kid videos. I don't understand. So it's like... You gotta have that conversation. You can't, like... it's You can't cover up everything. And as long as they have an understanding about why this is not appropriate, I think they can make their own informed decision. And... I don't know. So, we got to just do our best on there. But, anyway, getting totally off topic, this adult talent show was a phenomenal. Fear experiment was awesome. And you got to see a lot of people be vulnerable. And it's really hard to be vulnerable. Um, and I really like how, you know... Let me see, because... Um, I don't want to keep saying... I'm bad with names. Like, I feel like I just... I don't... I don't remember her name and it's not to be disrespectful or but I can't just keep calling her her, her. so about because I will be following her on Instagram because I want to know. Saya. Oh, she's got a book. Cool. So her name is Saya, and she's a black woman, and she made this really awesome thing where people, adults can be vulnerable and be able to um, take, take hold of their dreams and have a safe space to do that. And people will support them even if they're not good at it and nobody's good at it. And, or some people are good at it and they discover that and they get to try and be an experiment. So that was a really great experience and I love doing stuff with Jackie because we always do something really uplifting. Like every time I every time I leave her, like I'm just like inspired and I love I love that energy and getting that energy from other people and and things and and it's contagious and if you can find um that person or source to tap into um, I encourage it that's why you know I guess I'll answer this question now is what got me into um, uh, I had originally recorded this episode with this first and then I scrapped it so this is here goes this so somebody had asked a listener question was well, how did I get into motivational reading and self-help and um, why do I like 
the uh, four agreements. So, because um, this is a good segue. I, I love self-help because depending upon the books you get, um, it just can really give you hope that you do have a shot at a life that you want. And I think the biggest thing to realize is like, a lot of these, like if we're talking in terms of, everybody's got a different idea, I think, of what success is. And and they should. It shouldn't just be the same, like, super wealthy, you know, knowing all these super important people, being able to own all this really nice stuff. You know, that's, to me, that's not what success is. But everybody's different. But I think people that are watching thing, people like Tony Robbins and Jay Shetty and um, uh, Vision from Mind Valley or Evan Carmichael. Evan Carmichael's really good. He's on a YouTube and he has some really great videos by um, just a, a bunch of different but inspirational people. And um, I think it's, you have to try your best to find authentic, like real people who love inspiring other people for to live their best lives. Because I do believe there are people that just want to make money. And that's where that toxic self-help section comes in. And I can't stand it. It's gimmicky. It's, it's, it's just, it's just, I don't know. That's not what I feel like it's about. Um, but, I mean, if you get a hold of the right media, you will feel inspired and renewed. And, like, you actually have a shot at living a life that you want. I mean, you do want to have... Um, you want to be able... I feel like you want. you should be able to listen or read something and say... I actually can, maybe I actually can do this. Like, I do have a shot at this life that I want or being happier. And it doesn't have to be like these really outrageous, lengthy, like, goals. Or that it does inspire you to make scary goals. I think you should always dream so big and you can you can do things that are scary you can you can have big dreams and execute them it's not the fact that you can't do it it's just that you've got to put in the work and effort to make it happen and figuring out how to make things happen but if you believe that you can't do things you won't do them you have to really change your thinking and so that's another thing that allowed me to um that, that I loved about self-help because it, it gives you the tools to tell you how to start thinking that way. And that it tells you you can start thinking that way. And that you should honor your dreams and your goals and ambitions. And that you shouldn't listen to other people because people who are afraid of doing great things, no matter what scale that is, they will tell you that you can't do them. And they will get in your way and they'll put it in your head that you can't do this, that... Or live your life a certain way. We live by these really um, 
nonsensical social societal standards that were made by who? You know, like, have you ever questioned why we live the way we live? Have you ever questioned why things are the way they are? Like, it's time to start questioning those things. Like, I was talking to uh, about how I want to travel. And, like, maybe I don't want to live here all the time. Or maybe I just want to have a house and pay off my house. But I hit something. It's like a, a homing station that I can come back to when I don't feel like traveling and I would love to take my girls and travel around the country and not be and not be and just be transient and why is that not so you know but no we're thinking that we have to have this nine-to-five job and we have to have this really big house and that we have to have these white cabinets with granite countertops and in order to get those things you have to push friggin harder at this nine-to-five job and it's like dude no you don't and especially now when everything is online this is your out this is your out you're able to change what is deemed important like you are able to change that you are able to change the way you live and you get to make the rules you don't have to abide by these stupid ass rules. You can change these things. Don't live how people are telling you and companies who are trying to sell you shit are trying to tell you how to live. They're trying to make these things enticing because they want to sell it to you. So of course they're pushing this narrative of, oh, you've got to have this, this type of cookie cutter house. And for a long time I wanted that. I wanted that, but now I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't give a shit about any of, about any of that. I love having a house that was built in 1913. I love the character about it. I love that my yard has got weeds growing all over it. I could just walk out and identify these plants and ooh, I get to use that and this, that, and I'm gonna take my, for a long time I wanted to, edge out my garden and and put an edge and mulch in there guess what i'm not fucking doing that i'm gonna i'm harvesting echinacea seeds and all these other herbs and i'm gonna throw it in my garden that's gonna be my garden i want a herb garden so i can just walk out my front door pluck shit out of there throw it in a tea bag and just and enjoy what's growing like i don't want that like i don't i don't care like it's so unimportant and we spend our entire lives chasing this shit. And it's exhausting and irrelevant. And nobody gives a shit because everybody's focused on what they're doing. So even though you might have these really nice things or this ideal career, I don't know because, you know, I don't know. I'm guessing. I only am focusing on my thing. But even though you might have these things or chasing these things, people acknowledge it for a millisecond because they're then they're going back to their own thing and trying to hustle and work for whatever it is that they're deeming important and if that's something you love though and you love it that's awesome it's great but just know that you don't have to live that way and self-help depending upon who you're reading or the, what you're consuming is a excellent ticket even if you don't read it all the time like I do it's something like if you're feeling like crap and just just pick up a book like it's 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 like even like a supplement like in between your regular reading like and especially if you like thinking and philosophical like ideals 
there's some really great self-help books that are like that. Like Eckhart Tolle, I'm reading A New Earth. On, I'm listening to it on Audible. Start with The Power of Now. He talks about how like most of the reason you're miserable is because you're thinking about the future or the past. There is no misery in the present moment. If you're not thinking about things that are not happening right now, you won't be miserable. And how to overcome really miserable situations is understanding the reality of them and that, you know, you can't change things. So it's acknowledging that what's happening and doing something about what you can change. And it's also about who is, who are you? You are not the person, you are not your hair color. You're not your skin color. You're not your, um, your job. You're not the things you like the music you listen to, the movie, the movies, the books you read. That's not who you are. You are not your thoughts. Well, who am I? Well, you are the person thinking those thoughts. You are the thing thinking. You're not even the person. You are who is thinking. You know, if you sit and if you're thinking, you have to take a step back and who is noticing your thoughts? Who is seeing these thoughts? You are that. You are that consciousness. And I could ex try to explain it to you, but the best thing to do is pick up The Power of Now or go on YouTube. You know, it's it's he's awesome to watch because before he, he, he'll do a presentation, before he even says anything, he sits there for like three minutes and just kind of takes everything in. He's maybe thinking about what he's saying. I don't even know what he's thinking or he's not thinking and just being present and then out of a silence out of a thick silence he starts talking about what he's ruminating on and it's it's kind of cool to watch he does sound like Stephen Hawking's wheelchair but if you can get past that his books are phenomenal Ram Dass um, David Michael Beckworth uh, I do think I do like Tony Robbins uh, I know that there's been like some problematic history. That's something I got to look into more. But he really does. He's been working for years. And I do believe that he has insight on how to inspire people to change their lives. And another thing I look for is people who make money off of helping people. Um, so like nutritionfacts.org, which is a vegan plant-based, um, nutritional database by Dr. Michael Greger. And I've talked about him a million times. Most of what he, all of what he does is free and he encourages you to rent it from your library, not to buy it. Like, yeah, he's plugging his book, but he's like, you know, on his podcast, he's like, Hey, the new, um, how not to diet is out. Why don't you go rent it at your local library? Now, that's awesome because people expect that you should go out and buy it and make them rich. No, he's like, you want to borrow it? Borrow it. Just read it. Take care of yourself. Read it. So if you can find people who are inspirational and aren't looking to make a buck and that's the only thing they're 
writing for. I don't know, like, I don't know. But, um, so this is running kind of long and I, I'm afraid it's gonna cut me off. Um, the Four Agreements is a wonderful book and I think I need to go more into that maybe next episode. But um, I like, so the first agreement is um, impeccable speech and I'll go more into this. I do need to kind of refresh and off. It's been a while since I've read it. So I need to refresh on the book, but I just love that because they're saying, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz wrote the book and he's like, you should have impeccable speech. Well, what does that mean? It means not gossiping, not talking shit about other people, not talking shit about yourself. Um, even cursing. I probably shouldn't be cursing, but that's just, you know, who I am. But using your speech for good, you know, like not the things that leave your mouth should be something that are uplifting and, and encouraging and empowering. It shouldn't be something that's going to bring others down. It shouldn't be stuff that's going to bring you down. Keeping your promises if you say you're gonna do something, you need to follow through with it, which is huge. Like, I feel like I can use improvement on that. So that's one of the one of the rules. I'm gonna talk more about this, I, I think, next episode. I wanna get this out there because I have been consistent posting. And this is the first week in four or five weeks that I haven't posted on a Friday. So I will talk about that. Uh, next episode plus I gotta get my airpods I don't know why but they're not working the left one is super quiet and I while it's on warranty I want a new pair so I need to tootle on down to the Apple store in BFE and get them fixed so I need to get into the gym so I can get out of the gym um, and yeah, so we'll see what happens. I think I was going to do a weightlifting thing, but I'm not because I don't think I have time, but I'll be running. I'm scared. I'm going to do it. Thank you for listening. Um, I know this was probably a weird episode. Ugh. Fuck. Okay. So real quick. I have a client whose dad goes to the gym and he's currently here and he hits, well he doesn't hit on me, he's actually nice, but he's tried to ask me out and I'm like dude I'm married and he's right here so I gotta like duck down and wait until he goes inside so I don't have to have that awkward conversation. Um, okay there he goes. He's actually really nice. And I think he got the hint, but it's still weird because I just like, I don't want to, I don't know. But thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, even though there's nothing on there yet, uh, at Curiosity Prism. And drop me a line, drop me a question. Uh, I'd love to answer anybody's questions about anything. We could talk about some things. Let's talk about things you want to talk about. I feel like all I do is talk about things I want to talk about. So, mm, drop me a line somewhere and I'll talk about stuff. 
but other than that have a wonderful weekend it's a beautiful sunny Sunday we won't have many warm days left um, take care of yourselves and be well